Welcome, travelers. I'm Josh. I'm Glenn. And I'm Lee Wanika. And this is Tabletop Journeys, where we will be your humble guides on the quest to RPG adventures. Here at Tabletop Journeys, we are all devoted role players and storytellers at heart, and we absolutely love sharing our passion with you. In our main podcast episodes, we discuss D&D 5e's core rules and ever-expanding content, while also showcasing other RPG systems and bringing you fresh, new projects from indie content creators. Let us help you get the most out of your story, no matter what game world you're playing in, because detailed settings, heroic characters, vibrant NPCs, and a focus on story over rules can make any campaign legendary. All right, welcome everybody to tonight's Class Warfare episode. So we are really stoked to be uh, kind of smack dab in the middle of our uh, critical role month over here at Tabletop Journeys. Uh, you've already heard the review of Vox Machina. We've got uh, reviews of uh, Call of the Netherdeep coming up soon and our very special interview with Hannah Rose from all sorts of critical role stuff over the last several years. Uh, so that'll be right. a good time. It'll be awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. But in the meantime, tonight, our class warfare, we are going to be throwing some tunes against some of the baddies that are in Call of the Netherdeep tonight. Let's go around. First of all, Luanika, Glenn, good evening. How are you all this evening? Doing well. I love the fact that when we plotted out this scenario, we did some randomness, but we did have to make a few key decisions. It's a little bit different than some of our standard class warfares, but we ended up by random roll with two of the rivals from the Call of the Netherdeep book. (laughs) And at the time of this recording, I have read part of the adventures, so I've seen the first instances of these characters, not the near final form of these ones. And I'm really uh, looking to see how they play through. Yeah, they are. They are no joke. These baddies are no joke. And I can uh, we'll get more into this when we get into the Netherdeep book itself. But I can tell you that the material in this book in general is no joke. When you go about putting the parties together, we had to do more coordinating between the three of us on how to build this uh, this trio of heroes together. Glenn, I was talking earlier about, hey, what does your creature, what does your tune have for reaction abilities? Because my tune is going to be being able to throw you extra actions into your reactions and stuff like that. And Lee and Ika, we were talking about, because I was going to play one character, then wound up playing a different character because yep. well, if I take away the healing, is that going to be okay? So we had to do more coordinating on this one. I think that's going to be good. Yeah. And it was accidental coordinating because I'd already chosen to go with a war cleric recreating a character from days gone by yeah. uh, that I played in one of Lee Winika's campaigns, one of my favorite characters of all time. And clerics don't get a whole lot of reaction spells. So I have yeah, lots of reactions yeah. available for you. That's, That's good. Perfect. That's good. That's perfect. So let's go around the room then and uh, and say who we are playing. Uh, so Luminico, let's start with you tonight. You happen to be up in the upper left-hand corner of my screen. So let's start with you tonight. Who is the good guy that you are trotting out here? 
Good is a um, interesting term for uh, this character. I am play, playing Tegan Case, Herald of the Armored One. He is a warlock, fathomless. And uh, it is a character I developed for a play-by-post game when we talked about last summer. I'm still playing in that game, Ghost of Saltmark, so I tuned him up to uh, 16th level for this episode. Uh, so I'm getting a glimpse at his future, and I'm really liking what I see. Nice. I like it. What uh, now? Also, because we're playing this at at early tier four, what is going to be? Uh, you get some magic items. So, what magic items did you give give your tune today? I went the one route that I think would be very important after some pretty classic got smoked early on in some of our earlier class warfare <laughs> playing spellcasters. Yeah. Uh, so I went with a ring of protection. Mm-hmm. Always a good. Always a good bet. A cloak of protection mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the Mariner's studded leather. Like, I like it. All right. Cool. All right. Mr. Myers, Glenn who are you playing Myers. tonight? Oh, tonight. I'm not Glenn Myers. I am Anric Hammerfist, who is not a dwarf, despite the name. I know that's the first way that Josh went with it. <laughs> I did. Um, I went totally astray. Don't get me wrong. I acknowledge the dwarvenness of the name. In World of Warcraft, Anric has been a dwarf in two mm. or three different incarnations. But Anric is a character that I played in second edition and one of Lee's campaigns. And it was a very long running campaign. And we had so much fun with it. It's the first time I ever got hardcore into playing a cleric. I didn't really want the cleric role, but I got saddled with it because I made the last selection, but I freaking loved him. One of my favorite characters of all time. He is a war god, a war cleric who worships Thor. Though for some reason, and I still have to bring it up because I'm salty about it. (laughs) At one point, someone else in the other campaign was given the ability to swing with Thor's hammer as a divine gift. And I got tears sword. (laughs) <laughs> that seems weird who would do that doesn't it <laughs> but anyway moving on it should be why, a good time why, why are you not have so sheepish there <laughs> <laughs> and what uh, what magic items does enric have this evening i took a blue and a green mm-hmm. took a great sword plus two because well you got to be able to by, by fourth tier you got to have a magic weapon in order to get past the resistance to non-magical attacks and yep. most of the foes you're going to face and i'm already wearing plate so i didn't and getting plate plus something would have been expensive. So instead I went with adamantine plate to drop the crit factor out. So I can't nice. get critted. Fabulous. All right, cool. So I am playing a, a tune that some would recognize if they listed the episode, but it probably has not appeared here on our channel. Far from a mythical campaign, which exists on another perhaps planet or something like that, Hypo- mythical, hypothetical, is Bren Chaos the Brave, the GIF Battlemaster, who fights with a glaive, has all of the lovely glaive fighter feats. And for my magic weapons, I took the Glaive of Certain Death because it's got the best name ever, and why wouldn't you take a glaive called the Glaive of Certain Death? But basically, what it, what, what it allows or prevents, more than anything else, is that if I hit a tune with the Glaive of Certain death they cannot regain hit points until the start of my next turn it is going to hopefully keep them from regenning which could be important on a tier four campaign 
And then uh, the other magic item, I also took a blue and a green. The other weapon that I, other item that I took is a mind carapace set of splint armor that I'm attuned to. Any, it's a, it's a, basically it's mind flare armor, but it is suited to me in my hippo form. And the great thing about it is that the armor grants advantage on any intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saves. And I am immune to being frightened. That's hence Bran Chaos the Brave. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Which means that, so not only am I uh, proficient in strength saves and con saves, but I have advantage on four saving throws, including strength. Brain Chaos is not one to be trifled with. Now, all that to be said, he will be the meat shield <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that will hopefully be taking taking a licking as we go along here. All right. Without any further ado, we will roll initiative and start placing our tunes and our bad guys in initiative order. So, Mr. Miller, you will be manning the encounter in D&D Beyond per use. Is that? Yes, sir. I have Brilliant. it set up. Just Fabulous. awaiting initiative rolls from us, and I will auto roll the rivals. And Excellent. All right. Excellent. I will roll initiative, and Brankaios will go at seven. Okay. I also rolled seven. Fabulous. And I am at a five. This does not bode well for us. Uh, as uh yeah because as has as has happened previously when we do not get the initiative things go poorly <laughs> yeah we're going to assume that we've been fighting for a while together yeah. yes or yeah yeah fair enough first yeah. thing then let me throw out there that it may be appropriate because when it's obvious we're facing a challenging foe mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. Anric- often will lead with a spell that we need to be close together for up front. I like it. I was going to also ask this question once we were on air, because this is a single scenario, not an ongoing campaign. My character actually has the chef feet and would have had treats and meals prepared that he would have done over the long rest, which would have yielded temporary hit points for the party. So, I'm thinking that that would be something I would do standard. I do it in the character as I play normally. Okay. I wanted to make sure that was something that everybody was cool with me doing before I did it. I like it. I totally I respect that. Yeah, let's, let's totally show fine these with the me. feats and what they can do. We're highlighting yep. stuff when we do these, right? Yep. I like it. Give me one second. All right. You, Give me some you temporary do that. hit points. Lay them I on am, me, uh, babe. I am. And... I'm... I'm grabbing some uh, some background music from uh, from friend of the show, uh, Sean McCrow. So nice, thanks, Sean. Yeah. Oh, and just while uh, while we're getting everything ready here, uh, so tonight's map is from the Underground Map Pack, a uh, Crystal Caverns from the Underground Oracle. So that's a uh, thank you to the folks over there. Absolutely, this is a really beautiful looking map. For, yeah, I love this like map. The underground so. cave thing with the glowing crystals and stuff. As it could be under dark or surface, whatever you want it to be, it's awesome. Everybody gets five temporary hit points. Five temporary hit points. Okay. Brilliant. So for those playing attention at home, that brings a brain chaos up to 169 hit points. 104? Nice. That's because, so at, for my level 16 feet, because I was like, I had 
taken all the feats that I wanted and taken, I've got my strength up to 20 and everything like that. Yeah, it's a straight uh, fighter. Come on. Yeah. You're going to have uh, so many feats. I decided to go ahead and take the tough feat at level 16. So, because it granted me what? 32 additional hit points. So it's, that that seemed like the right time to do it. Wow. Tegan with those five is at 104. Okay. So you and nice. I are in the same boat, 104. Right. You must also have a plus one constitution modifier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is correct. Yeah, I, I am happy that I have advantage on charisma saving throws because my charisma saving throw is not good. Oh, Hopefully, because when we do these, yeah. I don't know if we say this very often. That is something that I don't know if we've ever specifically said, but uh, we roll them, we do point by yep. for the characters, and we do automated hip, automatic hit points. We don't roll them ourselves. So right. it, it'll come out kind of standard block every time, something that's replica, replicatable, replicable, one of those two. Replicable. Yeah. I don't think that, no, that's not word. it. I, I, I don't think that's <laughs> it. In fact, confident. Nice. Okie dokie. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna place our tunes sort of risk style here. Mr. Miller, who has the initiative? Initiative would be Ayo Jabe. Ayo Jabe. Oh, did we ever introduce the bad guys? Hmm. No, we have not. Not really. It was up to do some on their turn. Yeah. So I am playing Ayo Jabe. So again, we're playing these these at tier three. They're the Ranger, Water Genasi, lots of ranged stuff, and three attacks and action. Some other funky stuff. And Ayojabe does have a Ruidium Harpoon. So this could go very south very quickly. At all. It's not friendly at all. Okay, let's see. So all that to go ahead and say, let's see. I bet you they can stay there. They will be right there because they are within melee range of of our party here, staying in that position. Cool. That's where I will put Io. Who's next? Next would be Occult Silverton. So my bad guy today will be the Occult Silverton. This is not the name Silverton that many of you may have known and reviled from watching Vox Machina, you know, where <laughs> his tongue out, etc. But it is a Silverton. So if you're looking for a visual, take all that creepy silver tongue flicking and stuff right on in there as, as we go through this. And they, also, they're not really looking to be all up on top of folk, right? Not exactly a melee class. How right. far is it from where you've... If we stayed there... Yeah. Silvertongue would have taken up position nearby Io... I don't remember how to say the rest of their name. Jabe. Io Jabe. Io Jabe. Uh, so... He'll even come forward a little bit. He's not named, so he's more minion-y. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like it. I like it. All right, Mr. Miller. All right, and I am playing Irvine Wastewalker. Now, he is one of the characters uh, from Call of the Netherdeep, one of the rivals. So something that anybody playing that book, play, uh, who has picked up that book, is and will become very familiar with. Irvine also has a blade, a short oh. sword. And he will be placed Is he the tank of the bad guys? 
He is not the tank. I wouldn't say he's a tank, but he's definitely the melee fighter if he's got a short sword. Go there to start with, because until initiative happens, people don't yeah. know where they're going, so they don't know who's going when, so. Yep. Our tunes haven't been placed yet, either. I mean, they're Correct. on the edge of the map, but that doesn't mean that's where they're staying. Yeah. Okay, so I I have one further question then before we begin. So Ayojabe has passed without trace. Are we trying to sneak up on the good on us on our good guys? Are our bad guys trying to sneak up on our good guys? I guess is the question. I would say I'm not no. Sure we should give them surprise. If we give them surprise, <laughs> I think this fight's going to be very one-sided very quickly. Yeah. Um, yep, fair enough. said on the edge of deadly, we're trying to keep ourselves. That's fair. That's fair. At the same level and them all at the same CR level, but we yep. might actually not be at the edge of deadly. We might be solidly into deadly territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. fair. Okay. I was thinking, and it was a, a great comment from one of our listeners and viewers from our page where we dropped the class warfare today as we're recording this. Mentioned that setting the scenario before we begin the encounter is a great idea. So I would say we set the scenario up as far as what our three characters are doing in this cave structure. That way we can go forward. And I, along those lines, I was thinking, basically we are here to retrieve something that can only be found in the cave. Yep. And there are others who are here to also retrieve it. And I think yep. this should be a straight up fight. We yep. have to make sure that the other people don't get it. Yep. Is it all within this cave or is this say between these two pools by this nice, pretty cluster of yeah, rocks with the, and with, crystals, with the... we're, we're enjoying a short rest and they interrupt us. I, I would like say that, that I, I would say that they we heard something coming. It interrupted our short, but we are aware that whatever we want is beyond this point, and yep. whoever's in this area is, is definitely enemy. Yep. Yes. Okay. Fair. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Okay. A little bigger here. Okay. So, are we comfortable with where we are down below here? Yeah, I would no. say that Brain Chaos probably is a little further ahead than the rest of you guys. I was thinking yes, like we, we were we were short resting here because it's offensible. They can't just. I'm down with that. Approach us. I'm okay. down with so. that. All right. So let's let's see. I'll take. Uh, let's see. No way we're not within immediate one round melee either. We're not. Well, I'll have Brand Chaos uh, b- bathing himself in this little pool of water over here, being a hippo and all. Nice. Oh, I gotta get off of my cat toy. <laughs> so, Anric would be sitting on this rock beside the pool, enjoying the serenity yep. of the moment. I love Sharpening it. his great sword. Oh, I did <laughs> skip. The fact, I said he's not a dwarf, but he's like a six and a half foot tall Norseman. Fabulous. Big Viking guy. All right. Cool. All right, then. I believe that we are, I believe that we are ready. Any further, any further changes or any further clarifications before we begin actual round one? We've just concluded round zero. All right. Round one. I believe Io has the initiative. Yeah. Yes. Rock I did repossession cool. myself one final time. I'm getting back in touch with Anric. He was a very strategic thinker. Cool. Huge strategy mind. So he's actually leaning between the two rocks. So from the directions where danger could have come since we're on a short rest, you know. Brilliant. He has semi-cover and he's watching. Yep. Cool. 
All right, so Io has three attacks with her longbows. I would say, so all three of you, of us rather, are in range. What are we thinking for cover with the rocks there where, where you guys are? Probably half cover with the rocks No there. more than half. Yeah, we're yeah. not already crouched down behind them yep. like we're in an Old West shootout or anything. Yep. Um, okay. Except I'm behind the big six foot three guy. Yep. And uh, the rocks. Not, you're not totally behind though, because I've got a straight line. I can hit you with a straight line without your like where I am. Yeah, you're definitely behind the rocks, but you're not behind him, based okay. on where I am. So, yeah, um, no, it's it's it does go beside me, and you could probably assign half cover to yourself as well for being partially submerged, taking a bath. Okay, I will take half cover for that. Sure, fabulous. Then. Uh, so Io will launch three. I'll go top to bottom. So I will go myself, Enric, and then Tegan. So for myself, let's see. that is a twelve, which will miss. Enric, that will miss also. That's a ten. I'm assuming that will not hit your armor class. Correct. And Tegan, I rolled a natural one. So Io is not only done on her turn, but will spend until all of her next turn at disadvantage. So, Bully, who's next? First arrows fly by, Anrik yells out, Wunder attack! Yep. And, all right. And that will bring us to the occult silver tongue. Okay, the silver tongue. Knowing that we're in it to win it in this. Uh, he's gonna, for his main action, Liwanika, would you like odds or evens? Evens, please. It is odds, so he will launch his crimson bolt of evil silver tongue energy while licking his lips menacingly at Anric. Gross. Minus eight to attack. Woo! Dirty 26. Thank God it was dirty. Well, it doesn't matter if it's dirty. So he definitely hits my armor class. And are we doing rolled damage or the the average damage list? Rolled no. damage. Yep. Rolled damage. damage. Yep. I rolled damage better too. Oof. But I critted on the damage for a 29. Oh. oh a crit. Wow. 29 points of damage on one strike? Yeah, bro. Oof. 42 okay. plus 5. Oof. That hurt a lot. Oh, my goodness. And then as a bonus action, the silver tongue, once per day. Not a bonus action, never mind. Okay. Yeah, it is. You're right. It is. It's listed under the bonus action section. Never mind. I'm a dumbass. So once per day is a bonus <laughs> action. I can summon an earth elemental. So the silver tongue utters some insanely demonic, flashing, sloppy, salivating words and abyssal, and an elemental companion. Appears. Yeah, that's that's poor. 60 feet. Anyway, oh, 60 feet. Oh, oh man. look at that. Okay. Poof. <laughs> okay. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> Let him. Cool. Ah, you'll never reach the artifact. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> All right. So does the Earth Almost Elemental as much fun get as Baby Gaga? <laughs> Very much. Does uh, does the Earth Elemental get an attack when they get summoned? 
I do not believe they do until the next round, but let's cool. double check that. It takes its turn. Oh, well, Earth Elemental takes its turn immediately after the Silver Tongue on the same cool. initiative count. All right. So it obeys the Silver Tongue's commands, so it so... will attack. Okay. It gets two attacks, and as it hit me with the bolt, and I placed it by Liwanika, he's going to go with Liwanika for both of them. Although, what's Liwanika's character's name? Last name is Kane? Yeah. Kane. Case. What's your first name? Tegan. 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 Uh, but a 12 will not hit you. No, it will not. How about a 17? A 17 meets my armor class. So the answer is yes. Yes. For 15 damage. That's a slam. Thud! And he hits you with a big rocky arm. Nice. For 15 damage, you said? Correct. All right. And with a slam, does that have any other impacts or effects? Does not knock you prone or anything else. It's just a slam attack. All right. Just bludgeoning. All right. Is that the end of your of his turn? It is. <laughs> All right. And that brings us to Irvine Waste Walker. And Irvine. He's going to run up and attack. Well, move to a better position and attack, rather. And from there, he's going to throw a dagger. I believe that's going to be in range. Yep. And that's going to be at Tegan. Doing Nick's playing with himself over there. And he's going to miss badly with a 10. Okay. Uh, and he only has the one attack? He actually has multi-attack. I was going to say, yeah, I would imagine that it CR8, he's got multi-attacks. So It doesn't but, say in the stat block how many daggers he has. Can we assume he at least has... Unless he has the thrown weapon fighting style, he can only item interaction to draw one dagger at a time. So unless he had all those daggers in his hand, he can only throw one. Yep, that is correct. Cool. So in that case, he will draw another dagger, and that will be his turn. So he'll have another dagger handy, okay. as well as his short sword. Cool. So a, a not overwhelming opening salvo by our bad guys, but I believe we moved out to the good guys. Yeah, it was not overwhelming, but it wasn't it wasn't exactly pain free. Anric. Uh, Anric says, "We're too close to our prize now. We can't let them win. Don't hold back." And he casts an, a, a, one of his highest level spells. <laughs> so Anric casts Holy Aura, which means that Divine Light washes out from me and coalesces in a soft radiance 
in a 30-foot radius around me. Creatures of my choice, which would be the two of you, in that radius when I cast the spell, also will now shed dim and myself dim light in a five-foot radius and have advantage on all saving throws, and all creatures have disadvantage on attack rolls against them until the spell ends. And what's the duration on the spell? Concentration, one minute. I do have Warcaster. Ten. Nice. So we got ten rounds of disadvantage on all of their attack rolls and advantage on all of our saves. Awesome. Excellent. I love it. All right. And any other actions by you? No, he does not have any applicable bonus actions at this point. Uh, He's not going anywhere, except he does crouch down behind his boulders at this point while getting his sword in position, ready to spring on the earth elemental on his next turn. Actually, no, he steps up because you can't take hits. He steps up in the melee. Just to provide an extra target. All right. Nice. You're a squishy little warlock. He may be a cleric, <laughs> but his, still, his job's still to help protect you. Yep. Yep. All right. Brancos. Okay, cool. So I am going to uh, jump out of uh, the pool of water that I'm bathing in. Let's see. So 5, 10, 15, 20. I want to stand right there. Yes, sir. Are you naked? Not wearing any armor? No, I'm wearing my armor. He, his, his, token, okay. his, his, his token doesn't his token doesn't have any armor on, but that's just because he's a sexy hippo. It's Josh, with your yeah, with the movement you just did, you actually yep. went into and out of threat range. And back. oh, did I? Okay, so I don't want to do that. Hold on, let me rephrase that then. So let's see: one, two, three, four, five. That'll get me there. There you go. Thank you. Okay. And, and we've so, all got cover from the rocks. And more importantly, you guys are all now within five feet of me, which is really when most of my battle, my cool battle master powers are going to come into effect to go ahead and help keep you safe. But I will start. Let's see. I have three attacks per action. So I will start. Let's see. I will start. I'm just going to start wailing on the, uh, the earth elemental here. Uh, so attack number one is going to be an 18 that hit my earth elemental. Sorry about that. I was rubbing my eye bulbs. Yep. No worries. Uh, an 18 will hit. It has a 17 Fabulous. armor class, though. So it's Brilliant. Got a, it's, it's, it's got a solid number. Alrighty. So that is a D10 plus five. So for 12 points of, of bludgeoning damage, of, uh, not bludgeoning, slashing damage. It's a glaive. Yep. Is, slashing damage. Is it magical yep. slashing damage? It is magical, yes. Otherwise, he would be resistant. Yep. Leonika, do you have his hit points in the encounter? I do not. You're going to have to right. track I'm the summon the creature. No yep. worries. Just wanted yep. to know. 126 cool. minus five. Actually, I, mean, I, I can add him. Hang on. Max hit points. He has 126. AC 17, speed. 30 foot burrow, 30 foot walking. And he's on the Silver Tongues Initiative, which is. Way up there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 12. One. And he's in there. Okay, cool. Okay. So five cool. points of damage off of that 126. Brilliant. 
Okay, uh, second attack on him is a 25, which will hit for 14 points of damage. And his third attack will only be a 12, so I'm assuming that will miss. That will miss. Okay, so then I will... So they're already going to have disadvantage on hitting us, so I'm not going to worry about that. Uh, Tegan, would you like to get out of melee range with this thing without expending an attack, without an attack of opportunity. That would be wonderful. Fabulous. Then I will use a maneuvering attack, which basically does allows me to do exactly that. You can, right now, you can use a reaction and move half your speed without drawing an attack of opportunity. And that is my reaction. And... Oh, no, so that's, not not, my, that's not my reaction. That's just a, that's just a, um, that's just a maneuver, so... I believe that also deals damage to your target, additional damage to your target, correct? Dying. Add the total damage. Yes, that's right. It does. Pays to have a Battlemaster yep. veteran on board. Yep. And he, he has I believe, a, uh, And I believe you're yeah. rocking a D10 at this point. If you yeah, I am rocking D10. And, and I rolled a 10, so he takes an additional 10 points of damage. Yeah. Tear it up. There you go. All right. That cool. leaves it up to Tegan Case, Herald of the Armored One. Uh, <laughs> we are in my master's element, and you will feel his might. With those words, Tegan Case summons a mighty tentacled beast that appears within its tentacles of the deep. It appears as a bonus action within 60 feet of me, lasts for one minute, and does not require concentration. Okay, hold on one second here. Let me get you, let me get you a tentacle beast. The earth elemental is also only for one day. So at the end of this round, or one minute. So at the end of this round, we need a, we'll, we'll need a counter on the summons. I'm looking to put it in this spot right here, Josh. I'm just going to drop it on the map and you can put it wherever you want it. Thinking about it. There you go. Excellent. Yeah, what I'm maintaining for the Holy Aura is concentration, so that's going to limit some of the other things I can do, but I figured it's a solid enough benefit up front. Totally fine. Now, yep. it also gets to attack. And okay. that will be 26 to hit. Which will hit that oh, earth yeah. elemental. It says grumble, gravel, gravel noise. And it does nine cold damage. And that's my bonus action. Now for my actual action. I don't like this thing at all. But I also want to make sure I don't get taken out. So I am going to cast Armor of Agathus. And what that does is it surrounds me in shadowy stuff, umbral stuff, that if it gives me um, 
I'm actually going to cast it at fifth level. So it will give me. Five times five, 25 temporary hit points. And it basically is a damage soak, but it does cold damage equal to the amount uh, of temporary hit points to anybody that hits me for melee. And that is my turn. And that brings us back to round two. So, quick question, just for clarification, because I actually wonder this as a storyteller, too. We had a bunch of one-minute spells go off that round. Yes. Does that round count as the first six seconds, or does the timing on those ten rounds start with this round? I, th- I think the first round counts as it's six seconds. So round one yeah. is round one of the spell too. Okay. So yep. all of our, we're, all of those spells are in round two counter right now. Correct. I have a counter going round Oop. two. It's the way I usually run it too, but I've always wondered. Yep. I think that's the way that it goes, but I'm actually not 100% sure. But I'm I sure our viewers a- will let us know. I'm sure. Please and thank you. Let's see here. So how far away her movement is only 30 feet. So she's not going to, she's going to keep her distance here because again, got the three targets lined up real nicely uh, in line there. Ayojabe will start by firing her longbow at the tentacle. That will be a 19 to hit. It doesn't have hit points. It's just a spell. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's just... It's a feature. I, oh, it's just it a does thing. Not, okay. It's oh. a thing. It just uh, it manifested. Oh, it's just, like a magical effect on the ground that just keeps reaching up and grabbing. And got it. it. Okay. So is it obvious that it's not a targetable thing then? I guess is what I'm saying. I would say that's very storyteller driven. What are, what people have seen in your world? Being a water genasi ranger, and uh, fathomless. It would be. Uh, I would imagine fathomless warlocks are not uncommon. Yeah, uh, I I would say there's a good she chance would she would know. Not she would know. Yeah. Would okay. Know. All right. Cool then. So that's she's fine. She's gonna then. shoot me instead. Damn She's it. gonna shoot you instead. Yep. So that was what a uh, tw- I won't re-roll, but that was a that's a twenty uh, a nineteen. Did you roll at disadvantage? I did All not roll attacks at against me or at disadvantage. Okay. I actually rolled higher, so it is so it's still a nineteen. Okay. Fair. And I get plus two cover. Plus yep, two armor class so. for half cover. Yep. Then I am an AC twenty. Oof, all right, cool. All right, so then I will then attack the hippo, and that will be a 17 to hit, which do I also have plus two. Yep, that, that was at disadvantage. Okay. And with the plus two behind the rock, my current AC, effective AC is 19, so that's fine. I. What about our warlock friend? I think he probably still has... He's definitely still only plus two, because I can... Again, I can still get past the hippo... To shoot him. Uh, yeah, plus two for the rock, though. Plus two for the rock. We decided those were big enough to provide half cover. Yep. And I will miss. Cool. So she's not... She's pissed right now. She's not happy. Uh, not happy at all. Yeah. All right. You know what? Uh, they're going to take their movement because needs a better line of sight. And these rocks are starting to kill her. She can swim, so she'll go here. Cool. All right. That is Io's turn. <laughs> Leave it to the silver and time that next. Would be, 
Yeah, silver tongue. All right, that brings us back to the silver. The silver tongue is going to cast mage armor because I'm going to assume that he did not have time to cast in advance. Yep, that sounds fair. And that is a full action spell. I already used his bonus action to summon the earth elemental. So he will then take... Can he summon more than one? No, you can only do that once per day. Cool. They will take their movement. I gotta go back to the little handy thing to do it though. Should we cruise? They kind of slither across the. He's coward. 25, 30. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. Uh, Irvon. He is going to move here and attack the, the gif with the. Re- Rudidium short sword. Cool. At disadvantage. And going to miss with a critical fail. Ooh. Okay. So for the next round, Irvon is Continuing to be at disadvantage on everything. Cool. That's just the first attack. Yep. And second attack. 14 will miss the hit, the gif, I believe. Correct. All right. And that's it. Cool. All right. And that will bring us to Anric. Anric already took his first action to help protect his friends, and now there's an enemy within striking range. And he's got this big-ass sword, so you know what he's going to do. Yeah. He's only half cleric. The rest of him is all fighter, bro. And <laughs> he hacks into this thing with his great sword like nobody's. Will a dirty 20 hit? Of course it will. Yes. Uh, 2d6 plus 6. Oof. Wow. Max damage. That was hot. 18. And then we will use our once each of my turns. I can use Divine Strike when I hit a creature with a weapon attack and cause it to deal an additional 2d8 damage for another 5. And as War Priest. As I cut through them one way, I'm just going to reverse my hands and come right back up the other way because four times prolonged rest is a bonus action. When I take the attack action, I can make an additional attack. Not quite as good as two attacks around or three attacks around for a fighter, but it's a nice nod. Mm-hmm. Will mm-hmm. a 28 yep. hit? 28 <laughs> will hit. Okay, this time we only have 14 damage, but we're going to use Savage Attacker, which was his variant human first level feet because it so fits Anric Hammerfist's Hammer, background and the way he grew up, which basically gives me advantage on my damage roll. I get to choose after I roll, so it doesn't matter if I roll lower. So right now we have a 14 on 2d6 plus 6 versus 17. We'll take the 17, please. Mm-hmm. So anybody out there who hasn't played with Savage Attacker, if you're a great weapon fighter, oh my god, it's like the best feat ever. You only can do it on one of your attacks for the turn, but since I maxed on the first one, I didn't need it. I did not take that, and I am regretting 
that is a pretty great feat. Okay, I think I missed the uh, rate, the extra damage you did in that middle bit. What was that, Mal? Uh, it was only five. Five additional damage from Divine Strike. Yeah, got it. All right. So it's 18, five, and 17 for 35, 40. Excellent. And the elemental is... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the elemental didn't go when the silver tongue went. That was Anric's turn. Oh, my bad. So yeah. let's it, give him a retrograde turn because he wouldn't have just stood there. Yeah. Is that cool with you all? Yep. Yes, please. All right. So he only has two targets to choose from. He's got two attacks, but he's smart enough to not split them up. Josh, you want odds or evens? I'll take odds. Because I haven't hit him yet. After I hit him like that, he'd probably go after me. Oh, odds. I rolled the three. Cool. All right. Bring it on. Elemental. His first attack of two slams is a natural one. Wow, these bad guys are rolling like garbage tonight. <laughs> yeah, they should have been at disadvantage anyway. Yeah. So he's at disadvantage now. Not like double disadvantage, yeah. Right? No, 14 or... The 14's not going to hit you though, right? No. Right. No, it will not. Ooh. Then you are missed. I'm trying to figure out why it's not rolling. Oh, that's because that's a roll 20 feature. I was trying a hot key that was supposed to roll a disadvantage for me. Mm. But it just wasn't working. <laughs> nice. Okay. Is that the Earth Elemental's turn? That is the Earth Elemental's turn. Okay. Great. So, Brain Chaos the Brave looks at Anric and says, You take the stone guy. Decides to start wailing on the uh, the guy to his left. Am I rolling this at advantage? I, I'm, there's nothing that grants me advantage, just they have a disadvantage. Nope, except on, you have advantage on saving throws. So yeah, in yeah, a minute yeah. when the silver tongue tries to charm one of us, because that's yep. his next move, we'll have Brilliant. Okay, so that will be uh, 27 to hit. That'll hit. That will do 11 points of damage. And... I am. What was I gonna do? Oh, right. So I will. I will trigger sweeping attack. I will expend one superiority die and deal damage to another creature within five feet of me. So the earth elemental will take an additional three points of damage. So that's my first attack. And I will attack, attack Pretty Boy there. Let's see, that is a 23 to hit. Yep. Okay, eight points of damage. You hit, and mm -hmm. he takes eight. Got it. Yep, yep. And then, uh, let's see. I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna expend another superiority die. He's only gonna take one additional point of damage, but I need a strength saving throw DC 18 from him. He does not succeed. Fantastic. So he is prone. Now you have um, advantage to hit him. Now I have advantage to hit him. So having tripped him with my glaive, uh, Rain Chaos grabs the glaive from the butt end and swings it down on his prone enemy with a natural 20. 
Ouch. Yep. Get cool. Cool. All right. So not only is he knocked prone. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, the damage. So it starts at 10 plus five. So 15 plus 16 total damage. Plus he already has disadvantage on attack rolls. So that's a slasher is not really going to really help him here. But let's see here. I will. Uh... You know what? I'll, I'll burn action surge to go ahead and attack him three more times. All right. Really pound, really pound him into the dirt here. So he took 16 on that hit. Here is my action surge. I get three more attacks. First one is another natural 20. Wow. So that will be for 21 points of damage. And I will expend another um, maneuver die and I will do sweeping attack again. This will hit the earth elemental for another three points of damage. Second attack, who thankfully for advantage is a 13 and the natural one does not count. So that I'm assuming will miss him. Yep, it will miss. And the third attack is also a 13, and so that will miss. That's okay. That's all right. So a total, what was that? 21, 16, 37 points of damage total to him, plus another eight to the Earth Elemental across those six attacks. So, Yeah, so Irvin did the whole Luke Skywalker roll left roll thing as you're trying to drive him into the dirt. Yeah. What, what, did he not take any of that damage? Oh, he took damage. Okay, I was gonna say, I was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> get over here. The, he got hurt a lot, and then the last two hits, those yeah, yeah, last yeah, yeah. two missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whew. All right. All right. Uh, Did you roll all of those at advantage since you were still on the ground. Oh yeah. Yep. They, I rolled yeah. all those at advantage. You just rolled I, bad. My last two turns, I rolled a one and a three and two threes. So, oh. yeah. Yeah. So happens. that was, yeah. That's that's the way the uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Cool. That is. Brain Chaos's turn. He's not moving right now, so he is. He has got. Uh, he's got Irvine right where he wants him. All right. So at this point, Tegan. Well, actually, the tentacles will attack. That's a twenty-six for seventeen points of damage on the elemental, mm-hmm. and that's cold damage. That is cold damage. And let's see. It moves to that position. Actually, it can only move 10, so. Yeah, it moves to that position. Let's see. And then Tegan is not going to shoot a, that at a uh, down target. Tegan will cast X. On Ayo Jabe. Cool. Wait. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. I forgot who I was playing. <laughs> I believe. Yes, she's within range. All right. What's my save here? I don't believe there is one for Hex. It just is? I think it just is, but let me confirm that. Yeah. Until the spell ends, I deal, you deal an extra D6 necrotic damage to the target whenever you hit it with an attack. Yep. That's it. Like Hunter's Mark, but for yep. Warlocks. Yep. Yeah. So Tegan, citing her, says, Hexy! And and he knows that there's a, a bond that will cause her pain. With that, nice. <laughs> he shall move again. Uh, 
and crouch. <laughs> Did he just move off the map? Oh, he moves to the edge of to, behind some bushes. Oh, 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 yeah. Sorry, I, I had the map zoomed. behind some I had, bushes. I had the map zoomed in real quick, real far. Yeah, there we are. So heads up, just for a little bit of advanced warning, I'm going to need a spiritual weapon token on my next turn. <laughs> All right. What, what kind of weapon is it uh, that he's summoning? I would have to look like uh, his his weapon is going to be a, a war hammer, like you know, Thor's hammer, like mirror mirror. Uh, how about a fist? That'll work fine because he's yeah. also hammer. His name ha- hammer fist. fist. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Cool. All right. <laughs> and after detect, that, do, do I detect some bad guys in need of a good fisting? <laughs> Ouch. There's a meme about that, by the way. Wasn't that from Men of Mystery? I think you're That's right. That's a deep yeah. cut. It might be, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Men of Mystery. <laughs> yeah, because Hank, it wasn't Hank Azaria, if I thought that. Yeah, one of them was the fist, wasn't he? Anyway. At this point, we are ready for round three. All right. Round three. So... Ayojabe now has taken her dip into the water here and swims to emerge. One, two, three, four, five, six. And all up close and personal. Is all about making this a bad day. I will start. So it'll be a disadvantage, but that's okay. I'm going to start with with you, Amrick. Let's see. She will attack with her harpoon. It's plus six to hit. Dude. I could not make this up. I am picking up my dice and I am showing them to the camera because I rolled two natural ones on my rolls. Divine so, protection, bro. What's that? I'm a cleric. It's divine yeah, protection. Yeah, divine protection. Yeah. So she's going to continue to be like, okay, these bad guys have got so much disadvantage on them right now. This is incredible. Clearly that attack does not go well. Enric's like, yes, many find me intimidating. Oh, you know what? Crap, her harpoon is a ruidium weapon, so he needs to make a charisma save, and that's at disadvantage right now, isn't it? Who, who, who's, who's making a save? I'll, she needs to make one, because she rolled a one, and ruidium will grant that's this is the effect of ruidium if you attack with a ruidium weapon and critically fail it causes exhaustion on you instead yes. of the target correct ah, gotcha when you roll a one on an attack roll made with this weapon you must make a dc20 charisma saving throw on a failed save you gain one level of exhaustion she's not Basically. a disadvantage my spell is blessing us not okay, cool. harming them all right all right, that's okay. I still rolled a four on my charisma save, so she has gained a level of exhaustion, which means she now has disability on all uh, ability checks. This is going poorly for her. Two ones. I, it's yeah, true. It's that good. was bad. Yeah. I'm going to not attack you anymore because that did not go well for me. I'm going to attack the hippo instead that's and smart. miss. At least I didn't critically fail. And miss again. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Yep, that is... Uh, yeah, that's her turn. So, <laughs> all right, the silver tongue. You missed him, mistress. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 30. That's a better 30. And the silver tongue will attempt to charm our hippopotamus friend. Okay. 
Uh, so, what's the Hippopotamus name? Grand Chaos. So, Grand Chaos will need to make a Wisdom saving throw. Difficulty 16. You are at advantage on all saves. Yep. Holy horror. Yes. And that is an 18 on the save. So. You feel silver tongues. It's slippery words trying to creep into your ear, but you shake them off. Not now, tongue. Not now. All right. <laughs> All right, Leonika, please. Let's do some damage to the good guys, huh? Except it's Earth Elemental. Oh, good Earth call. Elemental yep. slams Anric. It's his turn, because Anric chopped the crap out of him last time. Or at least he tries to. Uh, disadvantage. or 13 either way that is a miss the first attack and a nat one on the second attack wow yeah these guys this is poor paramisses yeah they're getting diced yeah these guys are not doing well I mean to be fair disadvantage they're in trouble anyway yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's an eighth level spell but I'm like ooh I like that yeah 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 alright so Elemental's all set. Yep. Elemental is all set. Irving will attack the gif with the short sword at disadvantage. Yep. Sixteen. Nope. Armor class is seventeen, so. Two misses. Yeah. And that's his turn. He's not going <laughs> to give an attack of opportunity. Nope. Cool. And Anric. Did he stand up? Well, I he he's still prone. He, he, he's, yeah. No, he stood up. Okay. I was pretty sure he would. Laying on the ground yeah. in front of a guy with a glaive is the poor choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Anric heaves into this pile of rocks one more time with his great sword. Dirty 28 to hit. It's either going to be a 13 or 2d6 plus 6 over here. Or 9 plus 6 is 15. We'll take the 15, please. Yep. Earth Elemental is struggling. <laughs> They're all struggling. And his bonus action. He's going to cast Spiritual Weapon at fourth level. So that it'll deal 2d8 plus my spellcasting modifier when it hits. And now I need a Spiritual Weapon to place. attack on my turn? Yeah. Move up to 20 feet, repeat the attack. Pissed. Nah, this is hammer-like. We're going to pretend that's a hammer. There you go. Yeah. And... 
It is going to also attack the Earth Elemental. What is spiritual weapon attack again? Is it my attack modifier? Yep. Right. Or probably your your spell modifier. You make a melee spell attack. Yes, indeed. Yep. 22. Yep. 2d8 plus 4 for 9 damage to the elemental. How many more hit points does that elemental have? Not many. Not many. Don't worry. I like killing it. All right. And after Enric, run chaos. Run chaos. Okay. I will start with the earth elemental and I will attack. Our attacks have, uh, that's right. Our attacks do not have advantage. That's right. We're just, uh, that will be a 26 to hit. Yep. Uh, For 15 points of damage. Okay. Does it seem like, uh, does it seem like I can put this thing away by expending a maneuver die? Insight. I like it. I like it. Uh, that would give me a 20. Natural. Modified. It's not long for this world. No. A quick hit should <laughs> do the trick. Cool. Then I will. I will. I will. You know, I'll do pushing attack. I will take another, I will use another one, another die, and I will do pushing attack on that. Uh, he will take additional damage. Uh, that's an another nine points of damage. And, and if it it's is still over. alive. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's excellent. All right. Uh, then I will turn to, I will turn to Io and I will attack her next. You're next. That is a 22. Yep. Do for eight points of damage. And I will, you know what? I will blow my last maneuver die for, no, I'll save my last one. I'll save my last one. And then one, one more attack on her. Ooh, natural one. So that's not going to hit. All right. Now we see how this battle can turn. <laughs> Very cool. That I believe is, that's, uh, that's, it. that's the everything. Yeah. Tegan's turn. Yep. The tentacle attacks and misses with the 12. Tegan points at the silver tongue and says, Uklaba Egondo, and launches a mind sliver attack at. That's awesome. At, I love that. At the creature. I love the flavor. And. See, the target must succeed on a on an intelligent saving throw or take 1d6 psychic damage. Actually, it'll be more psychic damage than that, but yeah. so. 30-20. And my uh, uh, DC is an 18, so succeeds. Only and by a little, is, though. That is a saver suck. Escapes. The silver tongue sneers at you and licks his lips. 
still disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. All right. And so Tegan maneuvers and maintains a lower position. And that is Tegan's attack. And we are ready for round four. All right. Having now seen the uh, Earth Elemental collapse into a pile of rubble next to her and realizing that they are in a bad way is uh, going to try to get to some attacks off on. Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. Join us at www.ttjourneys.com where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. You can also stay in touch by subscribing to our Twitter, at TT Journeys, by joining our Facebook group, Tabletop Journeys, or by sending an email directly to podcast at ttjourneys.com. And remember, if you want early access to all of our episodes, a chance to drop dice with your favorite hosts, and maybe even appear in one of our actual plays, you can join our Patreon to help support the show at patreon.com forward slash TT Journeys. You're listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or Audible. We would appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Full episodes come out every week on Saturdays, and every Tuesday features our actual play episodes. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And in the words of another traveler along our path, we bid you shade and sweet water.